Father, may you feed our heart. May you, Father, feed our soul as we are thirsty and hungry of more of you, O oh Jesus. Father, the song has been singing, Lord, we want to go, enter into the chamber, have fellowship with you, have communion with you, Father. What we long for, what we desire is that Shekinah glory. Father, we want to be that, like that rod of Aaron, Lord, in that presence. We come the way we are, O oh God. But Lord Jesus Christ, we want to be changed. We want to be transformed, not from the outside, but from the inside, Lord. Lord, we open all the doors and the windows of our heart to receive you, Lord, to receive your word. We know there is a promise that we become the word as we receive the word, Father. Lord, we want to be like those disciples who are willing to receive gladly the word that was spoken to them. Lord, Father, here we are. Forgive our sins, our trespasses, where we made mistakes. Let the blood of Jesus Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, cover us, Father, Lord, and wash us completely, Lord. We come here to be washed by the Word of God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. If there is any need, oh, Father, you know the hands. You know the heart. Father, may you go and meet those needs, Father. The Word of God is God himself, Lord. May you go and meet those needs, whether it is healing, whether it is salvation for our loved ones, whether it is, Father, Lord, the strength, whether it is encouragement, whether it is, Father, Lord, financial needs, whatever need is, you are still Jehovah Jireh. Father, we put our trust in you and we love you, Father. May you bless your people, the bride, Lord, here and around the world. May you keep them safe, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much, and musicians, and Brother Mike, bless you. Right atmosphere, good atmosphere here. I would say that I'm happy that there is uh, more people who can attend the church and, uh, and go to preach to, to many people. As uh, inspired as you can be, empty benches are not always saying amen. So. I'm like, like that dog of brother, uh, brother, brother, Branham. I want to push me a little bit more than, uh, and every minister can say amen to that. I invite you to go to the Word of God and, and judge six. And just like to continue the thought I had last time. And, uh, Judge 6.15, returning to the Bible, just thank God for the word on Wednesday, the point of contact, the God has spoken to us on, on Sundays, I'm sure we're all blessed, thank God for that. Let's read one part, 6.15, and says, and he said unto him, O my Lord, Wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. 
And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and I shall smite the Midianite as one man. I'd like to go as well to see another, another hero of faith. Samson 16, 28 and 30. Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. And the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Can I have a seat? May God bless his word. We love the Lord, amen. amen. God is good. And we are still uh, in this fight, in this battle. And we are, Brother Ed said one time, I think, uh, said uh, that uh, if we had to choose any age where to be in, this is the age Brother Barnum would have chosen. So we are also happy that we are the one who have chosen as well to lead this age. So we have to give everything that we have. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, I'll put a title this evening. Is uh, just continue the thought. They say the potentials, God's potentials, and I'll put as a subtitle. I'll go a little bit in a different way. I'll put it uh, covering the weak spot. As here we see, uh, we see Gideon is saying here. It says he's considering himself is as the least of all of them. And that the way is describing to God, I'm the least of all of them. So what you are saying about the promises cannot be, in other words, what you are saying about the promises cannot be fulfilled in my life. I cannot see that happening. Maybe for others, you can choose someone else. Look at what I have. Look at my character. I'm not able to live this way. I cannot have I cannot have the perfect love we have to put in our time. I cannot have the perfect love. I cannot have perfect faith. I cannot have rapturing faith. You know, I'm from here and different things. But God is saying, I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at all the excuses that you are giving me. I want to look at the word of God. And you are the one who is going to be defending. You are the one who is going to be destroying the Midianite. We have to see ourselves into the word of God. We have to apply the word of God to our own lives. We have to make it part of our own life. The Bible is not a, li- a book. It is not a book of history. It's a book of reality. It's a book where you have to take it and say, this is mine. This belongs to me. I am Ruth. I am, I am Ruth. I am Esther. I am, I am, I am Gideon. I am those, those types. I was the type. Now we are the anti-type of those types. We have to come to that level of faith. Amen. Not only the word for Brother Banham, but the word for me as well. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. No matter my mistakes, no matter my, my, my weak spot, I'm a son of God. Oh, I finished already all my message. <laughs> So, so we'll go into details, but you know where I'm going already. So I'm not going to be focusing on Samson as much, but I just want to put it the idea here. It says, the dead which is slew at his death were more than which we, than, than they which is slew in his life. 
In other words, as long as he's putting his trust in his own life, he couldn't defeat as much as he could defeat if he could put his own life aside and let the word of God, let the promise God gave him to be expressed. He had to die and let the life of God be expressed. But when I will take that type to simplify in our type, it's not a physical death, but ourselves, we have to die. We have to diminish. We have to decrease. God is the one who has to increase. God is the one who has to have the preeminence. God is the one who has to have the power. The potential is not on your ability. The potential is in God's ability. God is defending his own word. It's not how I think. It's not how I feel. It's how God said so. If God said so, that's all it means. And I believe. God thought about it. God spoke it. And I am there to believe. Amen. Samson was born with a purpose to destroy the Philistines. He was not born to entertain the Philistines. He was not born to make them see, to socialize with the Philistines. He was not born to do all these things. But unfortunately, along the way in his life, we will see Samson is socializing with them. He's getting them. He's going around them. He's doing all the different things. But that was not his purpose. His purpose was to destroy the Philistines. As the bride, as the living bride, living bride, the living bride of the living God in this age that we are living in, we are not there to socialize with Satan. We are not there to compromise with Satan. We are there to stay on the word of God. God said so. Amen. And I believe it. We know that we are in a battle. We know that we are in a fight. We know that we are not living in a, as the brother one says, we are not here in a flower bed of ease. If there is anything that makes Christians lazy, it's when they are on a flowery bed of ease. Unfortunately, that how the way the human being is, is everything goes easy, everything's oh, I'm relaxed and everything. Then we let the, the gods go down. We put our, down our guard. That's what the mistake that Samson was doing. Samson, you are not there to go in Gaza all the time. That's not your place. Those people are socializing with, you have to destroy them. Oh, it's fine to be here. It's spend my time here to be on the internet. That's not your place. Your place is to be the son of God under the voice of God. We don't have it persecution enough. Brother Abraham says in the mighty conqueror in 1757, August 8, he says, We don't have it persecution enough. We don't heave hard in, we don't have it hard enough. Always at the chain of the always at the chain is the strongest at his weakest link. A man under pressure is what he is when he is under pressure. In other words, the real man, your true characteristics, who you really are is when you are under pressure. Oh, we thank God for the pressure of Laodicea. Certain things that is putting us under pressure, but in reality is just displaying what is inside of us. Oh, you can come with all kinds of pressures, but I know a place where there is a hiding place, where I can go through, where I can let off my pressure. It is in Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 amen. We know that pressure is going to increase. As we live in, the pressure is going to increase. Sounds a little bit negative, but the pressure is going to be increased. So whoever has been impersonating a Christian life, what is inside is going to show up. There, there will be by and by come a time when the strain will be put on that will show what you are. A chain is as strong as its weakest link. As strong as you can be, what is your weakest link? That weakest link is the place where actually your whole strength is. Because that the place is going one time, if the pressure is too much, it's going to... I don't know the right word, but you know what it means. <laughs> so it usually, yeah, that's the right word. It usually breaks are the weakest link. That it's in the little, sometimes it can be in the big things, it can be also be in the little things, the little things you put aside. Last time we read, we said, what I'm saying is, if you have been stumbled at the things that have been telling you about wearing, your, wearing the dresses or cutting your hair, those things you can consider, little things you have been stumbling on those things, you cannot understand the seven seals. You cannot understand. So sometimes it can be the big things, big revelation, as well as in the small things. The little things that we 
behave sometimes undone, trying to do the big things. Remember, brother, repeat again, the best at its weakest link. Remember, no matter how great the other links are, it will never hold no more than its weakest link. Amen. In the church, is the same, no stronger than its weakest member. Oh, may God be merciful. But remember the end of Samson. Uh, Samson was willing to give his own life. He's willing to, all the time he has been keeping his own life. All the time you'll see in his life, he has been struggling. It's only God was using him, I'll say, at a time where he, he, his life was in jeopardy, or his interests were in jeopardy. Then he will, he will come and he manifest and he will fight the Philistines when they take the wife or they, they disappoint you on the wife or when they want to kill him. It was when his own life was in, in jeopardy that he was killing. But that number, oh, no matter how many people he have killed, it could not be compared to the time where he was saying, Lord, now I'm willing to give my own life. That's a Christian you cannot over, overcome as long as you are not willing to forsake. You have to be willing to forsake your own life. No one can be a disciple of God unless you are willing to deny yourself. You have to be willing to forsake everything like a dove, like, like a lamb. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to forsake everything for God to use me. Amen. One thing is you have to be willing to forsake. As much as Samson was strong, he had his weakest spot as well. He gave his own strength to God, but his heart he gave to someone else. Let me tell you, as much as you are here, we all know that each person has his own weaknesses. We all have a weak spot, and those weak spots are not the same. One person can be here and the other person is different, but, but each person has his own weakness. And I want, I want to emphasize what the prophets say, and I thought the thought of my of my message this evening. He says here, God is revealed in his own word. He says, I was just talking to a young minister and his wife in the room a few moments ago, and both of them are nervous just like the rest of the world, rest of the human beings on earth. I said, remember, Satan has got a bunch coming at you. Don't care who you are. He's got a right for that one punch. Which had you rather be that punch, be blind, or be an arthritis sitting in a chair, or be nervous? See, is God somewhere? He can punch you. Is God a right to that open place? It's like, wow. Satan has a right to an open place. He says, now that's the spot you got to keep covered all the time. To see in this nervous age that we are living in. And the last, and then he continues. So with the other thought, you have to cover the weakest spot. You have to cover the open spot. You have to cover the weakest spot in your life. Because Satan has the right to put a punch over there. And you have as a responsibility. He has a responsibility to give you a punch there. But you have the responsibility to keep it covered all the time. Not sometimes, but all the times. God, I want to cover my weak spot all the time. How can I cover my weak spot all the time? There is a remedy in the blood of Jesus Christ. Because as strong as we are, it depends on that weak spot that we need to keep covered all the time. The strategy of Satan has not changed over time. He has always been the same. He has always been observing. He knows us better than we know him. He knows our weak spot is waiting patiently and he's waiting for the time to catch you. He's waiting there. He has been there for Eve, the same thing. He was waiting. He was coming all the time. Where is going to be a weaker spot? Today I will try another time. We'll try this way. No, no, that's where she's covered. She says she's going to ask Adam on that. Oh, no, that part I'm not going to go there because she already covered that part. So I will try another place. I'll try another place. I'll try another place. And then he thought, oh, no, there is a place where Adam's not around. And that's when she's at the weakest spot. Then I will come and he's trying to intervene. He always comes when you are weak. Amen. He saw Moses the same way. Moses has been a servant of God. He's been under fear, but once he has met the pillar of fire, once he has the experience with God, but I know where his weakest spot is, is his temper. Moses is, is, is low in temper. Because even of his temper, he couldn't go into the promised land. He knows where the weakest spot is. But if Moses could only think about it and cover that weak spot all the time, he knew where the weak spot of Elisha was. But the Bible says he knew, what, he knew what it is. And the prophet will say, the little children begin to laugh at him and say, bald head, why didn't you go up? 
And that angry prophet turned around and cursed those little children in the name of the Lord. And those, those sheep are killed, 42 children, innocent children. He says, you can't say that the nature of the Holy Spirit, but it was the angered prophet. Certainly, you have to be careful. Amen. Means you have to be careful. You have to be watchful. Means you have to be always mindful of God and make sure that your weak spots are covered. Amen. He attacked the Lord Jesus Christ on his weak spot as well. Even though his weak spot was hunger. Was hunger, yeah, I've said it properly, I guess. But, but that was his weak spot. He came at that path. But you know, at, at, at that time, what he met, he met when he came to Jesus Christ, what he found, it was that saved the Lord. That saved the Lord. That saved the Lord. Even though he was weak in the flesh, but he couldn't compromise on the word of God. That gives the same confidence to the weakest of the Christians that you can still apply the word of God. It works all the time, all the time, under any circumstances, the word of God will defeat Satan. I keep saying it because it is the truth. Amen. Sometimes Satan can take God-given temperament and try to pervert it to put you down more and more. The prophet says this. Are you still with me this evening? It says, you don't know tonight, led by the Holy Spirit, 52, it says, you don't know tonight, I'm a temperamental person, melancholy sort of a person. I can't let myself get away. Satan takes advantage of that on me. So see, I'm one of those types that could break down. Of course, say goodbye to you in a few minutes. I'd better do it. And says, I just expressed myself, probably go to crying. So he says, my nature is a, is, a, is a temperamental person, kind of person. Melancholy sort of a person. That's the way God made him. And the way God made him, it was for a certain purpose. But Satan could come into that and sometimes take advantage of the way God made him. Are you following me there? Some that the way God made you, it can make you melancholic, or it can make you this way, it can make you maybe a little bit uh, uh, hot, you would say, a little bit uh, on a move, and a hot temper, things like that. But there is a purpose why God makes you that way. And you cannot compare yourself to someone else. And sometimes, as I remember as I was growing up, I always liked my brother because he was more open, he was, you know, I'm a little bit. Believe it not, but I'm a little shy person. But he was even, oh, I'd like to be like my brother. But little did I know that he, behind him is also, I want to be like my little brother. He doesn't get into trouble too much because when he's talking, he will say garbage sometimes and get into trouble. But, but, but God has a purpose. God, each person has a different way, the way you are. But even the time of the prophet, the way he was, the way made in God had a purpose because Brother Manam was the kind of person who was, was, perf- he was, he, he was a perfectionist kind of person. He says he, Sometimes he will go and say, oh, why, why God did make me this way? Why God is made, if, if I see, if, I'm, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I have a, if I have a target and that, if I'm trying to gun and if it doesn't meet that target, I get frustrated. I want it to be exactly the way it's done. But God made him that way for a purpose, for us. He made him that way so that he can also be exact on the word of God. He couldn't compromise on the word of God. He couldn't take someone's idea on the word of God. He had to march all the way. He had to dovetail all the way. That's the way God made him for a certain purpose. But sometimes Satan will try to infiltrate that and try to change that and make him more melancholic than he used to, than he's supposed to be. So he had to be himself very attentive and to realize this is the work of the set of Satan and not the work of God when Satan is trying to get into it. Amen. So, but God made him for a purpose. God makes you for a certain purpose. How are you going to cover that? He will continue, says, another message says, so pray for me as a while, as I said a while ago. I don't mean to repeat it, but when I get before you, I get nervous, I get melancholy and sentimental and temperamental too. 
I am that too to begin with, and it makes me all tore up inside. But you know, God made him for a certain purpose. Because he couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't compromise the word of God. If you look, if you look, that's why he was a typologist. He could look in the Bible. So he has to match all the way. Like the word of God, Brother Paul put it. He says, you cannot just put one and you put a series out of it or two. You have, it has to match all the way. You have to see sequence. You have to see how it matches in the type of the Bible. Then you can say, yes, that's what God meant there. He saw that he could see. Brother Bam could look in the Bible and says, no, we, the, the bride is not going to go in the tree. Why? Because the types is not going to match the type. I seen the time of Noah. I seen the, I seen the time of Enoch. Enoch didn't go into the tribulation. He was translated. The bride will be translated. But with that, the rose has a character behind it. Hopefully I'm not taking too much time there. But I just want to put a bit of time here. I was just thinking about and looking about the, the temperament, how people are. It says... In, in a, in a psychological, it says, it says, there is one theory that says there are two fundamental kind of people, four fundamental personality type, sanguine, oh, choleric, melancholic, and phlegmatic. Sorry if I'm not spelling properly, but it says, I don't want to get into too much detail of that, but there is one that says, for all, each temperament has its strength and each temperament has its shortcomings, what makes things interesting is very often opposite attract in marriages. So you'll see one choleric and phlegmatic and melancholic with sanguine and, and, and melancholy with sanguine and choleric, whatever they're trying to put there. But the idea is sometimes you look on the opposite and you see, oh, I like those characters, I like those characters. You see all the strength on the outside, oh, I like those characters. And you attract each other. But sometimes when you start living together, then all the, the weak spot <laughs> shows up. And says, oh, I didn't see that at the beginning. But God made that that way to, to, to mold your character, to mold you, so that you, you become more and more like God. Amen. It's God's way of doing things. And, and, and we like God for that way. Amen. So, and we love God for that. You, I see sometimes the quality of my wife that I wish I had the way she is and I don't have. And some, oh, I, I hope she sees some that she would like to have in me. But I see some of, oh, God, I would like to see the best. Oh, God, there is, a, there is a promise in God. Amen. I'm sidetracked myself there, but. Are you with me this evening? As I was reading this, I'll just put this. It says, one of the temperament, it says, the strength is spontaneous, cheerful, fun-loving, social, warm, like being with people. This is a sanguine temperament. The shortcomings are impulsive, makes unrealistic promises, unpredictable moods and interests change rapidly. Weak-willed, wants to be acceptable by others. And you see, sometimes they will do everything in order for others to accept them. And you see the choleric temperament, the strength is usually the natural leader, organizer, motivator, purposeful, and the shortcomings is one of them is impatient and is critical, makes others feel inferiors, and the melancholic temperament, I've seen that a lot in Brother Bannon, maybe it's analytical, deep thinking, extremely high standards, avoids the limelight, and self-sacrificing. You've seen Brother Bannon how he could sacrifice himself, he could go to long line of prayers, and he's not looking at his own, just sacrificing over limit, and God sometimes had to rebuke him, you need to take some rest. Because that he was getting and putting a little bit too much. The shortcomings is and decisive perfection is difficult to satisfy, easily angered and moody, touchy, easily depressed, and self-pitifying, and sometimes have a critical spirit. You know, all of the things in the natural as you, as, as, you, as the way God makes a person and a phlegmatic temperament says he have many friends, few enemies, good listener, peacemakers, dry sense of humor. Extremely faithful, but the shortcomings is slow, lethargic, and procrastinator and spectator to life. I don't want to take too much time of that, but I just want to make the point here. 
and all the things you see, all those characteristics here, they have some positive and some negativity. But in all these things, we have to understand, once all these things have been committed to God, God changes all the weaknesses and he emphasizes on the strength part of the person. God is not trying to emphasize on the negativity part of it. As long as you commit it to God, God is going to change the negativity into positivity. Amen. That's why you can see some characters in the Bible. You see Peter. Peter looks impulsive. He instantly asks the Lord Jesus Christ to walk on the water. Sometimes we have a lot of courage and he goes right away in the walk. He cuts the ear of the servant with a sword. Did you see that? He was more talkative. And he, at the mountain, he says, right away, he says, Oh, we are going to build three temples here. One for, for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus. While he was still speaking, there was a voice saying, This is my beloved son in whom you have to believe. But let me tell you, as much as he made a lot of mistakes in his nature, but he also see the positive, the same character. Once he has been under the influence of the Holy Ghost, he was the one who was the boldness to say, this is not that the people who are drunk. This is that. This is the promise of God. This is what has been given before. It's been given to us. That is the promise of God. That if you, the son shall prophesy and have visions and dreams, what is this? It was the same boldness of of the Holy Ghost using the character of a person. How are you going to cover your weaknesses? Come under the influence of the Word of God. That's where you're going to cover your weaknesses. Praise be to God. When we allow God to take control of our lives, He builds on our strengths and neutralizes our weaknesses. If you look in the example of Abraham, he's the father of faith. I like the way one brother put it. He says he's the father of faith, but if you look in the natural the way he is, you will see a lot of mistakes from his own character as he's, as he's living that life of faith. Just read the way he put it. It says, Abraham was initially a very cautious person. Not exhibiting a great deal of faith. God had called him to settle in Canaan, but when he got halfway to Haran, he settled there until God had to urge him to move on again. In Genesis 11, he found it difficult to trust God. It's when he was describing him, but that's not correspond how. It says, as soon as there was a famine in the land, he immigrated to Egypt and there to preserve his own life, he was willing to let his life marry Pharaoh. When the truth was eventually discovered, he was chased out of Egypt in disgrace. Yet, he did the very same thing some years later. Abraham wanted peace at any cost. That was his nature. He wanted peace at any cost. When his herdsmen started quarreling with, with the herdsmen of the, his nephew Lot, Abraham was prepared to be the least and even give up the promised land just for the sake of being peaceful. Because of his passive nature, he was also handpicked. His wife told him to have intercourse with her maid, Hagar. Yet later she blamed him for this and told him it was his fault. His only response was to tell her to deal with Hagar as she pleased. Abraham was a faithful friend. When Lot was kidnapped, Abraham mastered his man and rescued him, not taking anything for himself in the process by giving a thanks of the loot to Melchizedek. You see, Abraham, so he's putting Abraham as a phlegmatic kind of person, a phlegmatic, extremely reliable people, once they can be persuaded to accept responsibility, but that's not happen easily. When a choleric, for example, we see a problem and say, let's do something about it, the phlegmatic will ask, why doesn't somebody do something about it? However, Abraham went under change. Listen to this. He took the risk and put his trust in God. So great did his faith become that he was known as the father of faith. So what Abraham, the amazing thing about it is, once he committed himself completely to God and trusted in God, even the whole mistakes, God changed those mistakes, covered those mistakes, covered all the weak spots. 
and made the greatest report that we have in the, we, one of the greatest reports we have in the New Testament, that Abraham was the father of faith because he put him completely to you, to God. What is the secret in order to cover your weaknesses? Commit yourself completely to God. Yield yourself completely to God. You cannot overcome your own weaknesses by your own ways. The only solution, remedy that there is, it is yielding to God, committing to God. Let God's potential come into effect in your life. Don't try to do by your own. Let God's word do his own work. Amen. By committing yourself to him. Sorry, I just... This is summer, so... You love the Lord. Amen. When we talk, that's why, like Paul, the way he says in Philippians 4 12, I know that both how to be abased and know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be, hung, to be hungry, but both to abound and to suffer, to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. I cannot do things on my own, but I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. So what is your weak spot? Your weak spot is your flesh. Your weak spot is your flesh. We all share the same weak spot, the flesh. The flesh always comes upon the way. It always comes the way. We cannot trust our own flesh. Paul said, I cannot trust my own flesh, for I know that in me, this is in my flesh, dwelleth no good. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. There is nothing in the flesh. That's why we cannot trust in the flesh. That's why we shun any appearance of sin. Why? Because we cannot trust the flesh. The flesh is so deceitful, amen. But we trust in God. God said, the prophet says, I want to read it, he says, what is my flesh says tonight? You are too tired, your throat, he says, you're too, too sore. You've been out in the wind today. You shall not go to church tonight. Sometimes it's just the flesh. The flesh is your enemy. The flesh is the one who's fighting you when you want to pray. It's the one who's trying to put you down. But you know you have to cover that with the word of God. I'm not always going to listen to you because sometimes I'm, I'm tired in church, but once church is finished, you see me again rejoicing and spending time in useless things. So now I'm going to fight hard. I'm not just going to be there defenseless. I'm going to stand upon the word of God. I remember by the head with preaching that time he says the chain of Paul he had to drag that soldier all the times. Sometimes we have to drag this flesh all the times. I have to put you under the subjection of the word of God. I want to praise the Lord. It's not in my character to raise my hand. I feel sometimes shy to do that. But let me say, once the word of God comes, says, praise the Lord. I'm going to say, praise the Lord. Why? Because if it's my weak spot, but under the word of God, it's not my weak spot anymore. The word of God takes preeminence over my nature. Says, that's the law of the flesh. You just might as well call them up and tell Brother Nev, send the questions down and tell him to answer them. It was question and answer and says, that's what the flesh is telling you. Don't, don't go to church. You can stream. You can do this. Oh, we thank God that we are going back to full church now. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. No excuses. Sometimes look, oh no, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look the following day. You know, oh, it's already booked. Oof, oh, it's already fully booked. So I can rest in my... No, put that chair. Go on to church. Sorry, it was not my note, but uh, it's good. You know what the devil sometimes fights. So you have to understand it's a continual fight. It does not stop at the time you are born again. The sticky nature will continue to be there. Samson, you are chosen, but you need to continue to fight for your right and cover the weak spot. Gideon, you are chosen, but you need to fight and cover the weak spot. Romans 6 says, let not sin therefore reign on your mortal body, that you should obey it in the last thereof. Neither yield 
neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God. For these are all, for, for those that are, that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have no dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. You see, as I say, the secret is yielding to God. You cannot be perfect and be able to perfect yourself, but you have the ability to yield to God. Remember, Jesus said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he's putting a problem then. The, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But how can I cover that weaknesses? And he put a solution to that. Watch and pray. That you enter not into temptation, even though you are weak in the flesh, but there is a remedy. As long as you are watching and praying, God is going to compensate that weakness and give you the power to overcome. Amen. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just boost your faith to trust in God's word, not your own ability, but in God's word. Sometimes we put that our excuses, we put that too much on our flesh, and it is there to going to bother us all the time. But it is as in, we are in this battle, as we are in this fight together, brothers and sisters, we need to be rude, rugged soldiers of God. Amen. 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 The prophet says, you know the devil takes advantage of you when you get tired and wore out. He does the same. And sometimes he comes every week and tore out and he's trying to get there. But don't give him a spot. Amen. Don't make our weaknesses as an excuse. Our weaknesses are the way to show God's power. Brother Banam used to have temper, but God changed him. Amen. He used to have a complex, and still God used him. Amen. He placed it under the blood. He placed that complex under the blood. He was finding excuses of not being educated, but like you cannot send me. I'm not educated, but God said, I'm going to use you. Why? Because your weaknesses is where I'm going to show my strength. No matter where the devil is trying to point your weaknesses this evening, you can point him to the word of God. God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you did it for Brother Barnum, you can do it for me. If you did that for Moses, you can do it for me. If you can do that for, for Hattie Wright, you can do that for me. She was not very educated. She just trusted your word. That is nothing else but the word of truth. Amen. The same way as you receive that in your heart, God is going to change your weaknesses and make you strong in the Lord. You can do everything but Christ who strengthens you. Amen. Don't let the devil try to belittle you. You cannot do that. Oh, I cannot forgive that brother. I cannot forgive that sister. The way he did to me, I can never forgive that. That's the way I am. I always remember the things since I was a young boy. So I can come to Jesus Christ. He can change you. He can transform you from the inside. God's, the prophet says, perfect strength by perfect weakness. We try to make our ex weaknesses excuses. We want to tell how big we are, how great we are. We think that one, the thing that I gave, gave me the text was to get that out of our mind. Amen. The little things that we do, that's what we come to church for, is to find out where our fault is and the things that we might better ourselves. If we come to church for any other objective than this, I'm afraid we don't get too much out of coming to church. We must come to find our weaknesses, to find our bad places, how little we are, and put our trust, our trust, not in our, and put our trust in somebody that is strong. Amen. We come to church, but why is pointing to my weaknesses? It's putting me down. It's not putting you down. It's showing that your weakness, but you can trust in someone that is greater than your weakness. But how we can overcome it? You can overcome it not by your own strength, but God who can strengthen you. I cannot read of this, or oh, whatever I'm struggling with this, or oh, young people, pornography, whatever it might be. Oh, but I've been there through years and years. Let me tell you, it's your weakness today, but it does not mean to stay your weakness this night. God can deliver you tonight. He's stronger than your weakness. Amen. 
Maybe you are too much in the vision or whatever you are being, you want to see or hear. But God can deliver you from your weakness. Amen. Amen. Why we found out that we just been reading the weaknesses and rejections, he says. But we found out those people who are the weakest and they're rejected by the outside of the world is God's heroes that conquer up in the front line, takes those who are, feel themselves unworthy. Just look at the example of Abraham. Looking at this, the way that the brother described it over there. Oh, if you just didn't see the other part, you might think, oh, feel sorry for that man. But God has another report when he trusted God. Amen. Lord, look at the situation where the report the devil is trying to write upon you based upon the genetic or the parent or your history. That's what the devil is trying to put you as to put the emphasis. God is putting the emphasis on what is inside of you. He can touch this body, he can touch this mind, but he cannot touch the soul where God has put the real potential. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11:34. Quench, sorry if I'm shouting, but quench to the the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. The reason of faith were not people who were strong from the beginning. God says, out of weakness, he were made strong. Vaxed, vaxed valiant in fight, turned the, the, to fight the armies of the aliens. Amen. This is going to be the testimony of the bride in this last age. How did you overcome in this age of Laodicea, corruption and everything we have? The mind of people being cor completely corrupted. Oh, it was not on my strength. But you have the same characteristic as me. You have this, but not, I didn't trust on my own characteristics. I just trusted in God. God gave me his character. God gave me strength. That was not my battle. That was God's battle. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.27 But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The message of the hour does not come to call mighty people to make them mightier. It comes to take the weak people and make them mightier. Because it's God calling and doing the work. Amen. Very often we cover things by hiding them to God. And we justify them. That's not the way to cover your weak spot. Your weak spot is telling God, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. Give me your strength. Give me your victory. Help me on this area, Lord. Make me more faithful to you. Whatever area it is, God, help me. The more you surrender to him, that the way you are covering your weak spot. Moses used excuses. That's not, God does not like excuses. Remember, remember this. Running yourself down is not humility. I like the way. Usually, it could be an inverted form of pride because it still focuses on self. True humility is not me, but Christ who lives in me. That true humility, you know, they, sometimes you say, oh, no, no, I, I'm so down. This is the way I am. Oh, no, I can do this. Oh, this, you know. That's not humility. No, oh, forgive me, that's the way I am. And you continue doing the same. That's not humility. Humility, God, I want your life inside of me. Your life has the power. You see, the brother Banam is the same, the same natural. Maybe he had, I think he had the same natural character of Moses. You know, see, he said, oh, no, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Lord, send someone else. God says, I'm going to send you. You can see Elijah, the same way, maybe the same character of Brother Branham, thinking that, oh, I will fail. Oh, God, I have failed. Brother Branham was already pondering himself. The devil will come upon him and, you, you have failed. You have failed. You have failed. Oh, I failed. I failed. God said, you have not failed. Do you, do you want to see a vision on the other side? <laughs> oh. Glory to God. This message is the reality of God. Brother Branham says, Moses, he learned human excuses as perfect strength or perfect weakness. This is one of my favorite messages. I usually tell you, you know, when I was younger, one brother gave me that message, and I read it night. I couldn't sleep. I was just, wow, I've never read this message. Wow. How can I find a way to steal this message? 
back then, stealing the message was not seen. <laughs> it was seen as forgiven. <laughs> How can I steal? And the morning, the first thing we woke up, the brothers just, where is my message? <laughs> um, He says the first weakness he had was a lack of message, of a message. Second weakness he had was a lack of authority. Third weakness he had was a lack of eloquence. The fourth was adaptation, adaption. He said the fifth was success. The fifth was exception. And he says, and he go on, he says, compare this with what? He says, now you compare yours with this and see if you can come up with that. Moses has a lot of excuses and valid excuses. But God says, no. God did not, God, did God feel sorry for Moses for all his weaknesses and said, poor little Moses, something sure has happened to you. You fell from your degree, Moses. Oh my, here, he, you was a great man, intellectual. That was nothing going to stop you. Brother, you had all your PhD and everything else. Now here you come confessing you are not, oh you can, <laughs> you sorry. God wasn't sorry for him. God never took pity on him. God had him cured down and all the stuff. He was not sorry for him. Sometimes, oh, I'm sorry, God, look this. Oh, can you see this? Can you do this? God is dead. I feel like, ah, go. Go to church. God, you're not going to get that strength from what you're complaining. Go, go. Whether God is it, put a tape, put... Why can't you shout? Why can't you praise? What do you want? I've given you shout, sing, put the music, pray. I've already given you everything. Stop complaining. <laughs> praise be to God. God is not fascinated by our excuses. Says, oh, look at those. That's a valid excuse in this situation. No. Look, his sticky nature. He was born like this. All his life has been his parent. That's not his fault. Oh, pity him. Oh, sorry for my son. Sorry for my daughter. Take the message in your heart. There is solution there. I've given you everything. You can defeat Satan on the that saved the Lord. Why? You see that example of Brother Banham, like the way he put that small turtle. It's not moving. They put everything, it's not moving. Sometimes you just put fire upon him to make him move. That's sometimes how God feels about it. I'm going to put fire under him to make him move. And then, oh, I go to church, oh God, praise be to God, hallelujah. But when everything is fine, you stay in your bed and everything. God put a little bit of fire and you come here, hallelujah, thank God. That's what I want. <laughs> Why? Because we have the promise that the weakest of Christians can defeat Satan on the word of God. When you got the promise, hold on to it. God will bring it to pass, all right. You believe it, no matter what anybody has thought about it. She had the word of the Lord. He's saying the message, believest thou. Amen. There is no excuses. The faith of the weakest, the poorest person in here tonight will bring Jesus Christ on the scene. It will. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Why? Because it's not our battle. It is his battle. Amen. How can you overcome your weakest chain? By the blood of Jesus Christ. By the spirit of the living God. By prayer, by the word of God, by the love of God that is unconditional, amen. Oh, he did it to me, I cannot do that to me. Don't depend on what the person does to you. Look what you can do for that person. Oh, they took me out of their circle, but I'm going to draw a bigger circle around me. I'm going to put them back to me. Your attitude doesn't depend on others. It depends on the word of God. Amen. And this is a wanted way to bring you here. But Abraham says, in the white people so tossed about, when Christ the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, he is in you with your temperament. Means with your nature, the way you grew up. 
He is inside of you the way you are, but he's going to change from the inside outside. When I was thinking about it, just preparing this message, I thought, oh, the devil has two spots. He can have me. He can have me on my spirit. He can have me on my flesh. Oh, he has, he has two against me. But, oh, God has put that in my heart. The one who's in greater, the one inside of you in the soul is greater than the one who's in the outside. Even if the temperament seems to be, oh, it was the worst person. But God is in you with your temperament to change you. He's living his own life through, through his own will, through you. Hallelujah. I know that sounds awful, but it's right. Christ so yielded you are that Christ speaks the kinds of words that, that Christ speaks the kinds of words he will speak. He thinks the kind of thoughts he will think through you. He does the kind of works he will do through you. You are yielded and resting. What a beautiful picture of a consecrated Christian yielded. God is working through. Amen. I won't have time to go through it, but I wanted to point just here. This one weak spot that we have is our mind. Satan comes to our mind. In the Garden of Eden, he started with the mind. He came to Eve, hitting the mind. The prophet says, spoken words, the original seed. Yes, that's what he says. Any time that a woman takes the wrong step, I'm talking about Christ and bride now. But any time a woman takes a wrong step, it has to first receive it in her mind. So during the spiritual fornication, anything that we do, it starts with the mind. At a weak spot, the devil comes to your mind. He comes to inject the thoughts to your mind. He's trying to pervert the mind. It's a whole big subject by itself. Brother Andrew is going through that subject. We thank God for that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big subject by itself. He wants to come through your mind. And you see, it starts with the young children. But the Bible says, if you search in the message, corrupting the mind. Corrupting people's mind. What is corrupting people's mind? Television. The devices, the things that we go, all the things that we look in, it's corrupting our mind. You might not be aware of it, but the more you read, the more you read, sometimes you, you start, oh, it doesn't shock you anymore. That's the first time you read it. You say, oh, oh yeah, it happened also there, it happened also there, oh yeah. But the first time when you heard it, it was like, how can this happen? What is it? The devil is corrupting people's mind. Today we have come, brother, maybe you'll go himself, we'll go through details about that. But you see people, the way we have come with those, uh, more, whatever they call them, the LGBTs, whatever they call them. It didn't come today. It started with the mind, little by little, little by little, little by little. And now people's mind has completely shifted. And now they, they don't, oh, it's not a problem. How did it happen? You are supposed to be conservative. You are supposed to be Christians. Oh, we are progressive Christians. Since, I, since, the, oh, I'm talking French. Since, come. Since when did you become progressive Christian? I just want to accept the word of truth. Once you don't have the absolute, your reference is going to be changing all the time. Your mind will be changing all the time. But the bride of God has the secret. She has the mind of Christ. She has the word of God. That's what makes your mind. That's why, and I want to, we, we say it so many times, but please don't take it lightly. It's serious. Don't take it lightly. It's serious. If you don't stay constantly in the word of God, your mind is going to be shifted. You have to stay constantly in the word of God. You have to be washed constantly in your mind to stay with the right mind. Otherwise, you'll find out yourself allowing things you don't used to allow before. How did that happen? You didn't be stayed washed constantly by the word of the word of God. That's why it happened. Cover your weak spot with the word of God. to read the way the prophet says it. I'll be finishing soon. Satan attacks the mind. Just give me a few minutes here. I'm trying, I'm trying to 
jump through things here for sake of time, but I would like just to read. Amen. Amen. Says, well, let me just follow. Not here, as I'll try. Maybe I'll try to find. Young people, the devil is bombarding your mind. Remember, it's his duty to do so. Remember the beginning, say, you know, the weak spot. That is job to bombard the weak spot. So don't say, oh, I'm always bombarded by this. I'm always bombarded by this. That's the work of the devil. He has to do his work. That is responsibility to do that. But you also have a responsibility to cover the weak spot. Yes, he's bombarding you with this. And then you say, devil, you bombard me with this. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to cover that spot with the word of God. You stay in the word of God. You stay in the word of God. You'll see those things are being dissipated all little by little. How did that happen? Because you follow the word of God. This is what I wanted to say here. It was actually before me, but I couldn't see. Prophet says, we should be constantly giving ourselves to the word of God and prayer. Studying the word. But we are too interested in something else. But what is the secret for you in order to overcome your weak spot? Stay constantly in the word of God. Giving yourself to the word of God. Sometimes, you know, what the devil sometimes likes just to do is to keep, keep your mind away from God. Sometimes it doesn't take just to say reading the Bible and the whole correspondence, this correspondence here and this and this. But sometimes just to keep yourself with a song, with sharing someone about the word of God and thinking about God. The devil, the prophet said one place, he just wants to take your mind away from God. And you start thinking about something else. And then you become vulnerable again. But as a Christian, just stay constantly in God's mind. Stay constantly in God. You might be in the nature, but it's, oh, God is great. Oh, amazing, great. I see that in my little kids. I'm like, you put a little bit of meat and they just, oh, they, they relate everything to God. It, it, it can be this, oh, it's like that person. Like, oh, God, I want to be like that child. He has no other thing. It's just everything about God. But sometimes we have too many things. And it, as Brother, Brother Ed was talking about that Auntie Jemima, I just thought he was talking, what if the prophet was not in the channel when that Auntie Jemima needed Elijah? What if he was, in, he was also saying, oh, no, this is not my time to think about God. Let me think something else. God wants us constantly to be in the channel for him. God, help me to be in your channel Whenever you want to use me. Musicians can come. I think I have uh, didn't do justice to the mind, but you get the picture. Amen? The prophet says, as I'm closing, before you can have a victory, there has to be a battle. And if there is no battle, there is no victory. But we ought to be thankful for the battles and the trying. It's God giving us the opportunity to have victories. Oh my, don't that make it a little bit better now? See, the battle come along, somebody saying something bad about you, sickness come on you, maybe God give you those little affliction that he might heal you and show his favor to you, let you see what he means by it. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. Beginning and ending Gentile dispensation. God loves you. He says, the Bible says in Zechariah 12, 8, In the last day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is weak among them at that day shall be as David. The house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before him. I mean, it's now time that you are living. You can't say, no, I'm the weakest. Even if you say you are the weakest, but the weakest shall be like David. Oh, God, if I can be like David, when, when, I'm, when I'm on trials, I rely on you. When I have my mistakes, I rely on you. When I make a mistake, I repent. And if I could, the Spirit can, of the Lord can be upon me, I will sing like David. I will dance like David. I will praise the Lord like David. 
We can sing that, brother. If the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, I will be rejoicing like David. Not looking at my mistake, the mistake of the past. Now I'm looking to the future. I'm looking to victory. Amen. Help me, brothers and sisters. When the Spirit of the Lord moves within my heart, I will sing and praise His name.